What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad McBoom, and with me tonight is... Kyle Brown. And Nathan. <laughs> we also have a guest playing along tonight, Video Lander Matthew Wade, and tonight we will see if he affects uh, the outcome of this episode. Sound good? Sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, and before we get started, I want to remind everyone that you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, which means we are uncensored, so please proceed with caution. Also, spoiler alert, we're going to spoil the movies we're talking about tonight, so if you don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. Mm. All right, Nathan, we might have some new listeners tonight. How do the Golden Idols work? Well, the Golden Idols are awards and award categories. Like We're going to go through uh, each of these films, and we're going to talk about what's the best location, what's the best character, what's the best screenplay, and every time we do that, a film's going to get a point, and the, the film with the most points at the end of the night is our Golden Idol winner. All right, and we are only, what, uh, a few days from the 4th of July? Mm. Yes. Which means... Fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. We all have ten fingers now, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like people are uh, lighting some fireworks you know, as we speak. So um, hopefully that doesn't come across the uh, the airwaves, but if they do, maybe we'll just scream happy for them. To be fair, we're, yeah. we're in Indiana. Fireworks season's from like mid-November <laughs> to early October. No shit. If you live in this neighborhood, it's like, it's like every night after 11, which is fucking insane. But... Kyle, what movies did we watch, and how do they stack up against each other? Well, Brad, we watched two movies that came out in the same year, uh, have a lot of common themes, and are regarded as two of the best films of the last you know, 20, 30 years, really. Uh, we watched No Country for Old Men, with our high on Rotten Tomatoes at 93%, and an 8.2 on IMDb, directed by the Coen brothers, Joel and Ethan. Starring Tommy Lee Jones, Javier Bardem, and Josh Brolin. And we also watched There Will Be Blood, our low on Rotten Tomatoes at 91%. Not usually the 91 is our low. <laughs> uh, tying uh, No Country at 8.2 and IMDb, both two very high scores for IMDb. Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, starring Daniel Day-Lewis, Paul Dano, and Kevin J. O'Connor. All right, and as you said, both movies are considered... You know, uh, fucking best movies of 2007. Yeah. Uh, no Country took home the most Oscars. Um, pretty much swept the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Director, and Best um, Adapted Screenplay. But There Will Be Blood won big when looking at SAG, BAFTA, mm -hmm. uh, Golden Globes, and Daniel Day-Lewis uh, won Best Actor at the Oscars. So, yeah. I mean, both, both of these films are like... One one is a master class in filmmaking, and one is a master class in like acting and like performances. But they both have incredible performances and cinematography right. and everything. So like yeah. they overlap a lot. It's just one just like heightened a little bit with the camera, and one heightened a little yeah. bit with the acting. But which one is the best? This is tough. So is like tough. like you said, the exact same IMDb scores. Mm -hmm. They're within two, two points, points of each other tomatoes. on Rotten Tomatoes, and we'll get into our poll later. But really, one of the closest close. polls we've ever had. Yeah, I took it. It's within about three percent on our poll. Last I checked it, and I'll check it before we announce it. So Dude, like first time I've seen it flip. Yeah, yeah. No country mm -hmm. was winning all week, and mm -hmm. I haven't looked at it for like a couple days until tonight. Yeah, because we were gonna record this a few days ago. Yeah. So I looked at it changed. tonight, first time in a few days, There Will Be Blood took it. Right. I was yeah. like, holy shit. Because once a movie, you know, gets the lead, it usually stays well, and the it's lead. Never this, it's never this tight. This is like, I mean, they're within 
I mean, they're within, I think, 12 points, like, 12 votes last mm-hmm. I checked, yeah, and, and yeah. it has been a while. So, like, that's never the case. There's usually a blowout in the polls. We, yeah. we, we're 600 episodes into this motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, it never happens. No. Yeah. So, like... And yeah. talking about 2007, 2007 was just a great year overall. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember what came out in 2007? Uh, no Country for No Country for Yes, yes. So there, <laughs> there, there, there will be blood. Uh, there will be blood. Yeah, I think. <laughs> there will be Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises was solid. Yeah. No Country for Juno. <laughs> I like Juno. I know a lot. I get some hate, but I like Juno a lot. Yeah. I haven't seen Juno in years. Um, the Assassination of Jesse James by that coward Robert Ford. Yeah. Yep. I know there's a lot of fans of that movie. Another movie that I almost put in here to split the There Will Be Blood in No Country votes from another uh, acclaimed director, David Fincher. I was going to put Zodiac in here. Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Just okay. to see That's if it would split the votes any. But that came out in 2007. Gone Baby Gone. What? That's an underrated fucking movie. Ratatouille? Incredible. That's an overrated fucking movie. I like Ratatouille. Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Super Bad? Yeah. Grindhouse. Wreck, which I'm a huge fan of Wreck. I love Wreck. Wreck 1 and Wreck 2. Nathan. A King of Kong. Fistful of Quarters. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that came yeah. out. And The Mist. Super bad? Yeah. And that, <laughs> great. that great year. Yeah. 2007 yeah, year. was dynamite. Yeah. Great year for movies. But I want to know what is the best between No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood. I feel like every time I've mentioned, I'm like, hey, I got an episode coming. Oh, yeah, what are you, what are you guys doing? It's like, there will be blood in no country. Every time it's like, ooh, <laughs> like, ooh, I don't know, ooh, man. Ooh. That's a tough one. Like, yeah, it is. Well, yeah. You guys ready to see who wins? I am. Kyle, you want to start us off? <laughs> I, I guess if I have to. <laughs> Best film location tonight goes to... This is one of the harder categories, and it's not because, like, they're both so amazing. Um, they're They're both amazing in what we're looking at. But it, both of these are so sparse, which is, makes yeah. it really hard. It's a lot of open desert or you know, single house planed areas. Yeah. So it's it's really fucking hard, you know? Um, but it comes down to the very beginning of There Will Be Blood when he's down in that little fucking oil well. Oh, it's so good. Before he's, you know, struck it rich, he is just working his ass off like... It's almost like a hero's fucking tale at the beginning of this movie where you're kind of pulling for him to, like, fucking get it. Breaks his fucking leg down in this oil well, covered in fucking oil, like... The Johnny Greenwood score is blaring. It's fucking horrendous and claustrophobic and gross. Shows that he's a worker, man. It Mm. shows, like... Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about him later, but he's a real fucking piece of shit later yeah, yeah, in this yeah, movie. Yeah. But like, yeah. at the at the beginning, you're you're kind of on his side. You're like, yeah, yeah, fucking hard worker. Like he's earned all that money he's got, and it's like, well, maybe not uh, so yeah. much. But I'm going with the the oil well and the, the opening. That opening film. scene reminds me of um, Stanley Kubrick's uh, Dawn of Man sequence, where it's just music, mm, yeah, and very atmospheric. I call it the Dawn of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what I call it. it. I mean, the movie's really quiet at the beginning. Yeah, it's just it him, like, yeah. grunting and shit. Yeah. Like One of the best openings, minutes. man. So good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. Nate, where are you going? So I thought this was hard for the same reason, Kyle. I, I think, like, th- it's not that there are bad locations. It's that both the movies are so liminal. Like, you're moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're not in any one place necessarily for very long. You know, mm-hmm. the, the scene, they're all fine, but, like, what makes them stick out... I like where you went. I actually went the exact opposite. I, I went with the ending location. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the Plainview Mansion. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's a decent one. And I, I like it because it's it's 
Well, it's the exact opposite. He's not the worker anymore. He's mm-hmm. he's the boss. You know what I mean? And he's he said in the beginning, like like I want to have, I want to be able to afford a mansion away from people. I want to be able to, you know, make enough money that I don't have to be around. And he gets exactly what he wants. You know what I mean? He's completely fucking alone. He's he's a fucking alcoholic. He's driven off everybody that has ever cared about him. He's alienated his son. You know what I mean? Like, and he's just alone and drunk and mean and sad and like it's. But he's surrounded by everything that he wanted. Yep. You know, like. Yep. So yeah, I think that that's for me. I think the, the best location. Talk about a bookend for a movie. Yeah, like wow, yeah. one of the best opening scenes I've ever seen. One of the best ending scenes I've well, ever seen. You're just right. fucking capping. The, yeah, the movie I, I hadn't really thought about how the beginning is. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's you're. Opposite, you're yeah. yeah, it's just the opposite. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Clean sweep, guys. Yeah. Uh, for there will be blood. I'm I'm going. There will be blood, and I'm going with uh, the Sunday Ranch, the church, the oil mm. rigs. Oh yeah. Um, there will be blood. Sucks me into the time of the oil boom, and it's not something we see a lot in movies. Um, when was the last time you saw anything with, with like the oil boom, like oh, I mean, of that like, era? Like Unforgiven was around the same time, I think, in like eighteen late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. We just been. don't see this like, very yeah, just often. Beverly Hillbillies is all I can think. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you're probably right. And it's just a, a brilliant use of a single location, for the most part. For the most part. And there will be blood. But, you know, I like the, um, you know, getting sucked into the time of, you know, uh, big oil versus religion and greed and, you know, it just... The birth uh, of capitalism. No, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I just, yeah. I love the story um, and the location that this movie is surrounded, you know, by. So I'm going with There Will Be Blood. So we're gonna go back. We'll do Matt's awards now. Okay. Right. We'll we'll kind of do Matt's as we go. Normally we do them at the end, but Matt writes a lot, yes. <laughs> and so it might might be a little bit better for our pacing if we do it throughout. So, um, for best location, Matt had no country. Uh, he said the Texas desert. It is beautiful, but foreboding, especially at night. So there's plenty of room to run, but nowhere to hide, making it the perfect location for the slaughter that is the start of this film. Um, he said also, um, There Will Be Blood has a similar setting, right? But I mm-hmm. give the edge to No Country for, uh, Roger Deakins' cinematography and the capturing okay. the landscape. Yeah. I so he smashed our clean sweep. He uh, smashed the damn clean it, sweep. Damn it, Matt. Got it all oily and shit. All right, Kyle, <laughs> best character goes to... Anton Chigurh. Uh, <laughs> there is... I, I don't think I can... Think of someone who is, like, realistic in a movie that is as fucking scary as him. And Daniel Plainview, fucking incredible villain, also terrible, yeah. disgusting human being. But there is... There is... Uh, I, it makes me think of uh, The Seventh Seal, where it's just kind of like, he's almost death embodied. Mm. And he's following the rules that he needs to follow. Like, with the fucking quarter and shit. Like... You land it the way you call it, great, you get to yeah. live. You don't, you fucking die. You don't play, you fucking die. And like, mm. these are my rules and you will play by them. And if you don't, then you fucking die. Like, he's putting all his, his fate in people's lives in a fucking yeah. Very soulless, man. He's soulless. And that's, uh, I, I was reading up about this and they did a, a, a thing with actual psychologists. It was like 200 psychologists over six years watched like 400 movies. To find out, like, movies about psychopaths, people that were crazy. Anton Chigurh scored higher than anyone on the list by a lot. No shit. Yeah. Because they were like, there's just, there's something that's so methodical and callous and cold about what he's doing. And he feels like he's right. And it's, it's not, he's doesn't, he doesn't come off as crazy. He could walk in a crowd of people and no yeah, one would yeah. fucking know yep. that he's insane. 
Um, and, and people say, yeah. he's, people often say, like, he's fucking crazy. He's not crazy. Well, I mean, I don't yeah. I don't know if he's crazy. He's doing he's not, his job. He's, like, he's an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then another thing, they were talking to, like, assassins, and they were like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about how it is. Like, everyone in this business is just fucking cold. Yeah. You, you have, have, to, be. have to be. You have to be, yeah. So, yeah. Anton Sugar. Anton Sugar. Yeah, so Anton Sugar. Uh, one of the best on-screen villains of all time. Yeah. I think. I think easily in that he's in the top. You know what I mean? Now I have room for a tie, and so I'm also gonna say Daniel Plain. Yeah. <laughs> as you should. It reminds me when, when we did um, because this was originally gonna be like best villain. Because I think both films have great villains, but the villain in in uh, There Will Be Blood is Daniel Plainview. Just like like when we did um, what was the boxing marathon? Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh. Raging Bull. He's Jake LaMotta. Jake LaMotta is his. He is the villain of the story as well as the protagonist. It's the mm-hmm. same way with with uh, Daniel Plainview. Daniel Plainview is is a great character because he's real. Like it's yeah. It's about the the just this descent into greed and this competition that he has with himself and with everybody and like it's just great. Like he's he's a fucking piece of shit, man. Like yeah. you know what I mean. But just <clears throat> but unlike Raging Bull. You don't actually hate him, really. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, um, like you can by the end, you, it's hard to it's hard to justify it. Justify him, but like, but but you see it and you can understand what his arc was. Yeah. Like, Dude, I love how he describes like how he says the name or the word people mm-hmm. in that one scene where he goes these people. Yeah, you know, I don't know. He's just like so callous, man. Yeah, yeah, such a great character. Anything else you're gonna add there? No, I just th- I, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, first tie of the night, I'm going Anton Chigurh and, and Daniel Plainview. Such great characters. Um, as you guys said, Anton Chigurh is one of the best psychopath villains, you know, uh, to ever be on screen, man. I put him up there next to, you know, Anthony Perkins from, from fucking Psycho. Um, but then I think you can say the same thing about Daniel Plainview, man. His character is, he's just a different kind of villain. He's the right. embodiment of greed, and I think uh, both Daniel Day-Lewis and Javier Bardem give career-defining performances, huge performances. I think it's unfair to say one is better than the other, so right. I'm going with a tie, going with No Country for Old Men, and There Will Be Blood. It, yeah, and I know and we're talking about the characters, but even the actors, like their journeys to get there, is like Paul Thomas Anderson wrote, had never met Daniel Day-Lewis, but wrote this, crazy? Was, only thought of Daniel Day-Lewis, and was like, I won't make this unless you're in this movie. And he said for months... He would just get like a random call from Daniel Day Lewis to ask a question about the character, and then he would just hang up on him. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, there's very little characterization for Daniel Plainview in the script. He just let Daniel Day Lewis wow. fucking do it. Oh yeah. And then when it came to No Country, like Javier Bardem was like, he had one got nominated for a film in Spain or whatever, and like he his goal was to work with the Coen Brothers. That's who he wanted to work with, and they offered him his role, and he was like, uh, no. <laughs> Dude. He's like, I don't speak English, like. I don't want to fucking look that like that uh, walking around for months looking that fucking weird like <laughs> it's a crazy character they like finally convinced him and like yeah and he won a fucking academy award for it you right know? dude you guys do a lot of uh local playhouse stuff mm-hmm. what would you guys give to work with like a daniel day fucking i don't Lewis, know if i would want to work with daniel uh, day Lewis. or, or <laughs> a javier bardem i mean oh my god yeah yeah just on a, a completely different level. Well, yeah. I, I mean, watched There Will Be Blood <laughs> twice because of Daniel Day-Lewis's performance, mm-hmm. man. I was so sucked in. Yeah, he's, it's wild, man. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're both absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, they both won 
the, mm. the Academy Award for their respective roles that yep. year. So, yeah. All right, what does Matt say? Matt had said there will be blood Daniel Plainview. He said there are some redeeming qualities to him, primarily that, at least for a time, he loves his son DW and is passionate about his business. His I, I would argue, son. yeah, I would son, argue yeah. that he never cares about his son. But maybe that's just I'm taking Matt's word, and maybe he's lying. But sure. those those passions are admirable. However, he mostly cares about himself and for and power. Um, I must attribute much of the magnetism to Daniel Day Lewis's performance. Not only does he fully inhabit Daniel Plainview through voice and behavior, but he fully commits to Daniel's character arc uh, and to playing against his co-stars. He gives them as much as he gives to the audience, and it's beautiful to watch. Right on. Kyle, where are we going for best kill, death, or defeat? This this one could have been a tie for me, too. Um, but it, it I, I'm going with that, that bookend. I talked about the oil well at the beginning. I'm going to yeah. talk about Daniel killing Eli with a fucking... Oh, it's so good. It's, it's brutal as fuck, too. And it's... It's that whole scene. It's that whole lead up yeah. where it's like mm-hmm. he walks in, you know, Daniel it, it, on the floor of the fucking bowling alley. He's the one who's like all sad and torn yeah. up. And then he just starts to build into this monster. Yeah. He, start, he starts he quiet. Walks even. He starts quiet and he's not really looking at him or talking to him to where he's starting to get that old self of him back and the way he talks and the way he looks at him yeah. and the, the energy in his voice. And then the fucking chasing him around like he's a, he's a fucking ape or some yeah, shit. It's like it's super, fucking terrifying. Super amazing. Yeah. Like just the fucking arms like yeah. not moving. He's just back and forth. And you're like, this is like... In any other actor's hand, that scene would have been fucking yes. comical. Yes, Honestly. yes, yes. It would have yeah. been fucking laughable. But he's doing something that is, like, just terrifying. Yeah. And then, like, for this kid who, like, who went the opposite way, you know, Daniel started with nothing and then became this big thing. Like, he had this, this kid had this fucking, he could have taken thousands of dollars to give up his land. He's got this church that's doing really well. Now the church is falling. Daniel sucked all the fucking oil around yeah, yeah. from around him, so now he, his land's fucking useless. Uh-huh. So he's coming to just fucking beg, and just gets fucking murdered. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, I've always said that Adventures in Video Land is like our film school. You know, we've been doing this longer than some people go to fucking film school. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And if you want to know how to write a scene, do watch that that last mm-hmm. scene in that bowling alley. The how absurd yeah. it all is, but how it all makes sense, and then going up to the kill. Like that is the perfect fucking scene you know what dude like i i i agree with you but like in reading other people like reviews and like like uh people fucking don't like that scene wow. they're, they're like they're like yeah the movie was great till that final scene and then it's it. then it's like really indulgent and it's really over the top and it's really like that's what pushes yeah. it into um it's no longer a perfect movie it's just wow. that the ending the ending style i i don't think that's true no, I, I, think that's really I, think like a, I think it's a perfect scene it's, a, it's such too. an original scene too and just like it's just two actors that are at the top of their fucking game like they've both been incredible in a shitload yeah. of fucking yeah. movies i don't think either of them have better been better than yeah. in this movie by the way i think scene. paul dano is probably gonna just get overshadowed tonight but he was fucking oh, amazing it, yeah, yeah. dano day lewis yeah. is in this movie it, all you talk about is paul dano yeah yeah, yeah. Because Paul Dano's fucking yeah, he's incredible. Good, yeah, Paul Dano's fucking great. Yeah, well, I will talk about Paul Dano a little bit. In, but in the like, same thing, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones and Josh Brolin. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for country. sure, for sure. Yeah, but it's Javier Bardem's movie. Yeah, you know, kind right. of thing. For sure. You know, Woody Harrelson's exactly. fucking killing it. Woody, yeah. And you know what? Can I just for one second talk about mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson? I fucking I, that's why I love him in Natural Born Killers. I love him in this. Is that like Woody Harrelson's father was a fucking hitman? Like he's an actual like convicted yes. assassin. And like so 
having him come in like in Natural Born Killers, having him come in and to be this hitman and this, it's just that's real. You know what I mean? Like, and he has Woody has a fucking craziness in his mm-hmm. eyes. Uh, you know what I mean? That like I just think it's it's really good. It's really fucking good. He's a really under. You see, True Detective. He guy's fucking yeah. crazy. Good. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I mean, they even slightly mention his dad, like not <clears throat> his actual dad who like killed a judge. Like they talk yeah, about the yeah. judge being killed. But, like, they don't talk about it in further... But, like, that judge was killed by his dad right. in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, where are you going, Nate? Best... What uh, are we on? Kill, Best killer defeat? defeat. Yeah. Uh, so, I love the excitement over both these movies. Though, no, so. I... Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's a, hard. This is... This, I, 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 this is a hard My awards have been pretty, like, one-sided for a while. Not tonight. Yeah. 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 They're with one point of each other. Um, so, I think this is... I think this is controversial. I think people have two minds about this. We talked before the episode. I, I had heard that Tarantino, for example, hates this. Wow. Uh, that Llewellyn Moss dies off screen. Uh, that they don't show the shootout. They don't. It's. I really fucking like it. Yeah. I really do. Uh, I love that. The last time you see him is what's what's the line that he says? Like you never you never know what's coming or mm. or uh, you know just something along those lines. And like y- yeah. And then he and then that's it. You you never see him again. You know what I mean? Like I think that's really. And and like hats off to the Cohen brothers. Like yeah, I, I, Tarantino would have shot that scene, yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't think you need to. I don't think no. it adds anything to the movie. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It, yeah, it doesn't add anything to the movie. It just, it, in it's, fact, it's, not showing it yeah. shows yeah. restraint. It's you know that, what I mean? It's like, that, that theme, like I said, it's kind of like Seven Seal, where it's just like death is inevitable for everyone. It's just when is it going to come? Yeah, to you? No, and like, yeah. and that's it. And it, yeah. sometimes it's fantastical, but a lot of times, yes. it fucking ain't. It, yeah, it's it, the the reality is like the the fuck the the Mexican hitman like like caught up with them and shot him and took yeah. the shit. Mm-hmm. That's the that's 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 the that's what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like death it doesn't have to be. Yeah, that's all you need to know. I really like it, man. I yeah, I think I think it shows restraint and it shows like a, a a willingness to stay true to your themes, even though like yeah, a shootout would have made the movie more interesting or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck. No, I agree with but you. This dude. movie's so quiet. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. I honestly don't have any complaint. Oh, I have, I have one complaint. I'll get to later, but it doesn't even hurt the movie at all. It's just something yeah. I would have done differently. But for the most part, I think No Country is a perfect fucking movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with you 100. My best uh, kill death defeat. I almost went with the bowling pin scene. It was right there, but. I'm going to go with uh, No Country, and it's uh, anytime Anton Chigurh uses his cattle gun, which I think he no, only uh, uses it. Like, I was does he only use it, like, once? He uses it There's multiple times in the movie, uh, but we one only kill, see it once. right? One Because like, he, like, he's blowing out, you know, the keys, the, yeah, the, the, the locks, yeah. and shit. Like, I feel like it's throughout the entire movie, but well, he only kills all the time, but he... It's, and then he does the it again. He puts it up to another person's head, yeah. but like doesn't use it yeah. because he uses that Remington silencer a lot. That I yeah. love that Remington silencer. Well, that, is fucking that, that shotgun with the silencer is not a real gun either. Dude, no, they it, made, it, they invented it for it, the movie, it and it's is fucking cool, crazy dude, awesome. Yeah. Dude. And I, I know, like, like I don't know if, you, if you're into like uh, first person shooters and stuff. Fucking silenced shotguns popped the fuck off since <laughs> after that, <laughs> after that, after that yeah. movie. It was like every fucking game had this fucking badass silenced shotgun. Yeah, that that cattle gun and that silencer. Anytime he uses yeah. those, man, it's, it's cool, so, so iconic. Cool, it's man. cool. Uh, that cattle gun has to be like one of the most unique no, weapons in the movie, hands down. Um, so yeah, and I'm you, going, like, no when picture. you're watching it the first time, you have no fucking idea what's going on. No, yeah, none. Like unless you like grew up on a ranch, you have no fucking idea what that is. And then the dude just 
fucking hole in his head dead and you're like yeah. wow what the fuck and it's untraceable it's right it's like you can't you yeah. can't trace that well like no. yeah Tommy Lee maybe Jones, fingerprints the sh- the if sheriff, you catch the killer but. the sheriff kind of starts putting it together because he like because they're trying to figure out how there's like you know there's an entry wound but no exit wound no there was no bullet and then later he's talking about how they used to slaughter cattle and now they have this thing you can see him kind of putting it together but he never quite mm-hmm. makes the connection no. like oh real quick I want to highlight the opening kill in No Country as well where he oh, strangles, but you know what I love about that scene, and it's it's down to the details, man. It's the scuff marks on the floor, yeah. no, from the yeah. guy kicking. It's the fucking yeah, and the noises of it, just so good, and just crazy fucking look in his eyes too. Yeah. Like he's so fucking yeah, ah, so good. So anyway, I'm going no country. Where's Matt going? Matt said no country. He said uh, Anton's air gun is cool and all, but I will go with a speeding car coming out of nowhere and crashing into Anton's car, severely injuring him. Uh, it's another great example of you never see it coming. It's a nice way of karma catching up to him. He isn't dead, but he's far less dangerous than he was, which is a defeat for him in my book. Yeah. Some people might disagree with me, but I think that's where the movie should have ended. Just a car crash taking out Anton, and then you don't see if he's alive or dead, or you could have him leave the car, and then the you know it goes off instead of going to the metaphors and dreams thing. Mm-hmm. But I actually I I like, I like the, the metaphors. I and dreams love thing. the really, metaphors. I figured and be in the minority thing, on that. Um, and again, that doesn't it doesn't kill the movie for me. I just I don't need that extra bit. But yeah. I I like that that defeat thing. I don't think Anton. you're wrong. I yeah. just really like the dream okay. scene. I really do. Yeah. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Happy Fourth of July! All right, that takes us to best score or soundtrack. All right, um, it's crazy to say it, but it's no country, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's not because it's great music. It's because they don't fucking use it. There's 16 total minutes of music in this movie, and like 12 minutes of it's in the fucking credits. I was gonna say, yeah, I something it. like that. Uh, the ability to just have that restraint and not have music not even have slight underscores of things like your fucking music is the sound of wind yeah, in a lot of yeah. this fucking movie it's so tense and thrilling and it should it, yeah. sh- it shouldn't work in it most movies know. it wouldn't but in this one it does because there's such that eerie calm quietness about everything what thriller works without thrilling music it, it right? doesn't it yeah. shouldn't it but shouldn't. It, it it's fucking phenomenal uh and it was a brilliant <laughs> choice to like not use music I yeah when we did, when we first talked about No Country what episode was that we talked about No Country the first time it might have been a it Coen, was a Coen Brothers, Brothers it was Coen Brothers yeah I remember coming to the table and having that as my best score and soundtrack was the lack of a score and I thought yeah. you guys were gonna think I was fucking stupid I think we all I think we all agreed yeah. and I was yeah. like fuck okay yeah and you know what it's still true like it's it yeah it blows my mind like to not have a score or soundtrack essentially and it's perfect. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you, man. Um, but can we talk about how brilliant the Johnny Greenwood score is? Oh, it's for yeah. No, there country, yeah, there will be blood has fantastic I, music. Yeah, I wish I could tie this. I can't because I'm using my other tie later down the road. But man, that Johnny Greenwood score, that opening scene that you gave uh, mm. best location to, um, it, it's just so atmospheric. You know, the the whole movie is so atmospheric. Uh, it's it's almost like a horror movie. With the Some Johnny Greenwood score. The beginning certainly does sound like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I love the music. In the I movie. like a lot of the music. I don't love all of the music. Okay. <laughs> I, I like, love all of the music, but like you guys said, the lack of music, how do you make a thriller yeah. thrilling without music? Like, 
Jaws wouldn't be shit without that. Yes, yes. I would still probably like Psycho, but is Psycho as effective without the Bernard Herman score? No. You know, I just, I don't know how you do it, and this movie is still so, uh, No Country is still so tense, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, you're on the edge of your seat, and it's all because of the acting and the directing and the editing and just the lack of score. It's, it, yeah, it blows my mind how it works without music, so I'm going with No Country as well. That takes us uh, to Matt. What did Matt say? He said, Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> Johnny, it's, uh, he's not wrong, man. Yeah, much of the score feels like it belongs in a thriller or a horror film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right especially on. the use of percussion and the strings during both the well accident and the Sunday property and uh, Plainview's first visit to the Bandy homestead. It's aggressive, it's intimidating, uh, which very well matches Plainview's personality. The operatic score during the closing credits is a nice capper. Yeah, I, I love it. All right, that takes us to best screenplay, Kyle. Uh, here I'm going to go with There Will Be, there will be Blood, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, he was on a vacation in Europe or something, I think, and he picked up this book about like oil magnates and was just reading it and was like, yeah, there's a really fucking like, good story about the creation of capitalism and, and, and how greed was really started in the U.S. just off oil and people fighting off of it. Um, and there's just so much arc i guess is the best way wow. to put it we're like you know no country doesn't have it has arc but not as extreme as this as there will be blood uh talking about the beginning and the end how those cap each other so well they're so opposite this guy who's down and dirty and optimistic to a guy who's broken and rich and just just fucking mangled core of what yeah. it used to be um beautiful story interweaving in between you know a lot of ambiguity uh, and morality, you're, you're kind of pulling for him this whole time, but you fucking hate his guts at the same time. Mm. Just a really fucking cool-ass story uh, from beginning to end for There Will Be Blood. I'm close on it, man. Um, <coughs> I went... I went. So I do like the themes in in uh, in There Will Be Blood, right? So it's, it's how capitalism is kind of like creation and destruction. It's like hope mm. and despair. I like you know, uh, industry versus religion. And I, I, I like all that, but I fuck, man, I think no country's got great themes too, man. Yeah, I mean, do. Like, it does. Yeah, fate it does. It does. and luck and fucking, you know what I mean? Like, um, so hard, just, man. Yeah, damn. You guys I, both uh, present good cases. I, here. yeah, I, I personally, I'm personally, I will say this, it would be really close again. If it, if I could tie it, I would. Um, but I, I would say no country. Um, I think it has stronger, Daniel Plainview is a great character, and Eli is a great character, but I think there is a, a, a more interesting cast of characters, and they're more varied, and I think... Uh, I just kind of like the dialogue more, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's close. I like the themes just as much, if not maybe more. It edges it out, but I'll go no country. All right. Man, we got some patriots out here tonight. Yeah, man. these motherfuckers love America. Dude, they love <laughs> like, fireworks. I'm, I wonder how much money they've set on fire in the, like the last hour. 61. S- 61 $61? <laughs> I got some Rain Man shit with fireworks. Definitely. All right, best screenplay. Uh, man, I hear both you guys... You can't. I, you, you're not wrong. No yeah, matter what you yeah, say, you're not yeah. wrong. Basically, every category, you're not wrong. Yeah, either. I'm yeah. going to agree with Kyle um, on this one, and I'm going because you said there will be blood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I am just interested in the story, big business versus religion, greed, capitalism, and then, you know, just, you know, what happens to a small town when, like, one oil tower comes in, you know? It's like, mm. you start getting, you know, uh, schools and you know, education and, you know, a better church and just seeing this town form because of, of big business, you know? And I just like, I guess, sinking my teeth into the themes here more than I do No Country, but No Country is fucking amazing too mm-hmm. um i think i think i like the themes just maybe a little bit more with um there we blood so that's where i'm gonna go Fair. what does matt say well matt agrees with me he says uh joel and ethan cohen uh the plot is very simple but it's very well executed the dry the dialogue strikes deep into your soul but also he agrees with you because he ties Whoa! Uh, pa- paul thomas anderson while it doesn't feature as memorable or evocative dialogue as No Country. I believe that there will I be blood. I drink your milkshakes pretty fucking. <laughs> yeah. I drink your milkshake. Yeah. Uh, there Will Be Blood deserves a tie for how well it constructs its characters, portrays compelling character relationships, and builds the world of the oil business in the American West. Yeah, and I have to say, when talking about a screenplay, like, I think we talked about that end scene, right? Mm-hmm. That end scene is, I think, so well written. And yeah. I love the uh, I love the absurdity you know, that, that takes place there mm. and just how it's balanced. And, you know, the scene before that, uh, you're nothing but a bastard in a basket, mm. you know, just, there's so many great lines in this. And yeah, I think it's a, a, a great script, you know, for something that I guess it was a book that, um, yeah, it was... that Anderson found. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess he just took his liberty with it. Yeah. He and... said he's not very faithful to the book. And in fact, he, he said, said it was like, like the book only follows like the first couple chapters right. and then he just and does his own yeah. fucking yep. thing at the end. What a great exercise <laughs> though. Like, Go to Goodwill or something and go find a book that you've never heard <laughs> and of. And write an Academy Award winning movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great <Got> exercise. <laughs> like, dude, go, go to a Goodwill, grab a book, and then, like, take the first two chapters, you know, get kind of a foundation, and then just write fucking drink, you know, drink your milkshake. <laughs> and, and, you know, just take your liberties and craft something crazy with it. Yeah. Take someone else's story and turn it upside down, you know, <laughs> win an Oscar. <laughs> All right, that takes us to uh, best special achievement. All right, uh, this this kind of teeters on what the fuck a little bit, um, but I'm going No Country for Old Men. Uh, it is the it was uh, nominated for best editing uh, for a man that never existed. <laughs> oh no what? shit! Yeah, so um, Academy <laughs> Academy rules only allow for one editor, but Joel and Ethan, this is one movie that they edited themselves. Hmm. Um, and they did it in Final Cut Pro, the first movie to ever be like nominated that was edited wow. in Final Cut. Um, and they weren't allowed to submit it for best editing because they both had edited it. So they said, well, fuck it, we'll just make up some dude that never existed and say Ooh. that he edited it. So Roderick Janes Roderick. Uh, was, was, not, was nominated for best editing, uh, never existed. And I, re- I did remember. Win? Did he no, win? Uh, I don't believe it won. I think I think there will be blood won for that one okay. actually. Um, but I remember, or maybe it was Zodiac. I don't remember. Um, but I remember like they're showing the pictures of like the movie, and then they'll show a picture of the writer, mm-hmm. you know. And it's all these people with these like nice newer photos, and then it's just some picture of some random dude from like the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> like de- clearly like a That's fucking great. lithograph photo of this super old dude, and you're like, wow, what? This fucking dude edited No Country for Old Men, uh, but no, it was just a made up man because the Coens couldn't submit themselves as for best. Editing. That's awesome. Huh. That's kind of a what the fuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I said. It teeters on what yeah, the fuck, yeah. but it's yeah. like. It's really cool that it was like the first film uh, using Final Cut Pro that was ever nominated uh, for editing, and then 
just the fact that like, the person who almost no. could have won I didn't never know existed. I didn't, know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. And I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just go ahead and give Matt's right now because he has the same uh-huh. one. Oh, really? Uh, oh, wow. Shit. He cool. said the... And I didn't understand because he doesn't explain... But mm-hmm. he says the editing by and then quote unquote Roderick James, <laughs> like and then oh. it just it just says like great thrillers need great editing to both ratchet up the tension and mm-hmm. heighten the excitement of the action. This is some of the best I've ever seen, and it yeah. doesn't say that it's not. It, it just I mean I didn't, wouldn't have known that it wasn't yeah, a real and, person. And, like, and throw that well, in my mind. I, I I didn't mean to talk about the editing being fucking phenomenal in the movie. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that it was just for the Roderick, but that part it just stands out. Oh, that's know? interesting. But yeah, it's a phenomenally edited movie. Well, that's crazy, dude. Um. We're on special achievement. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like there is a, a like a timelessness to there will be there will be blood. Yeah. You could you could have told me like if 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 Paul Dano weren't in it, and I didn't recognize Paul Dano as yeah. like, a modern actor, like mm-hmm. I, you could have told me it was it was made in the seventies or it was made in the fucking you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I I believe you. It just it just looks. It just has a timeless Time, yeah. look yeah, about yes, it. Yeah. Like, it, you know, yeah. I, 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 it, I imagine it was shot on film, too. I don't know that. I don't fact, know. But, um, I'd have to look it up. But, like, yeah, I remember, I mean, even just watching it, I was like, cause, uh, so I had never seen There Will Be Blood before. Oh, wow. I, I thought that maybe I had seen it going into this. Okay. Like, I'm kind of familiar with it, Good Blood, but because it's famous. But, no, I, I'm pretty sure I've never seen this movie before. Uh, so, like, but I was watching it, and I remember, look, like, this came out in 2007? I was like... Are you sure this fucking looks like you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. It looks like The Godfather or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it lo- just looks. It has an old look to it, and okay. like and it yeah, sounds like tonight that you you liked it a lot. Oh yeah, I like it a lot. I I was concerned like because I do I really like it, but I've only seen it once. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like I've seen No Country dozens of times probably, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, I hope my awards aren't skewed just because it sat with me for longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like you know my awards are very close though. Yeah. And I know you mentioned Tarantino earlier talking about it because There Will Be Blood's one of his favorite movies of all time. But he was talking about like he's like this is the only movie I consider that you, that I, I would say you have to watch twice to fully appreciate it. Really? So make sure you watch. Hell, it I watched it twice I, this week. I intend yeah. to watch it again. Yeah. I, I do really fucking like yeah, it because I think yeah, there is a lot to pick up like the second time you're watching mm. it. All right, so uh, for best screenplay, I went There Will Be Blood. Right. mm Hmm. I wanted to go no country, but I think I enjoy the dialogue, the themes a little bit more, right? For my special achievement, though, I'm going no country for being the best of its subgenre. Mm, okay. And, you know, that it, it starts on the script, and I think no country might be the greatest. Tell me what you guys think. Greatest cat and mouse movie ever made. And if not, then it's fucking up there, man. Yeah. Best cat and mouse movie. Yeah, I leave it with me because I'll think about it. But uh like, but 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 yeah, it would be up there. I couldn't. You know what I mean? Off the top of my head, it's my favorite cat and mouse movie. And on top of that, I didn't give it best screenplay, but I think it might be the best modern western. Yeah, I mean it re it reinvented the the western. Yeah, I mean. We did. We just did a western marathon, and we didn't we didn't include either of these, but they're both kind of on the verge of like. I think Are There Will Be Blood takes place close to the same time as yeah. Unforgiven, yeah. doesn't it? It does. It's yeah, the yeah. same time period, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going with uh, Best of Its Subgenre for No Country for Old Men. That takes us to um, Special Achievement. Did we get Matt's? We did. Okay. We did. It was the same. Up. All right. Uh, that takes us to Best Scene. All right. Well, here's my first tie. Um, I I went with I Drink Your Milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> All that shit is just... I fucking eat it up. It's such a like fucking masterclass in in the script and the two actors just fucking 
just nailing everything. That whole scene from beginning to end is just. Can I just piggyback off of you then? Because that's it's mine as well. Yeah, dude, that scene is so good. When he's uh, tell me you're a false prophet. Mm-hmm. Tell me you're a false. Pro- he's he's louder. He's turning the tables on because yeah. he made yeah, him like yeah. renounce the fact that like. Your son's gone for your yeah. own fucking greed. Like, tell everyone in this yeah. church that. Louder, Eli. Yeah. You know, yeah, pretend yeah. the church is, you know, in the, in the no one's, no one could hear you in the back. Louder. <laughs> that's right. And then he tells them that he drank his milkshake. And, <laughs> oh, my milkshake. God. It's such a crazy and absurd scene. And I believe you said it earlier, Kyle, that in the wrong hands or the wrong actors, like, I don't know absurd. what this would have been, but I think it's one of the best scenes Fuck, maybe ever. It is so good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going. There will be blood. Uh, best scene as well. Yeah. So Nathan, where are you going? Oh wait, I had a time. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, time. Oh. My bad. Okay. So uh, my other one is one of the most tense scenes I've ever seen in my entire life in No Country for Old Men, and it's the quarter scene at the gas station. Ooh. Yeah. Because mm. you have, because we don't fully know who Anton Chigurh is at yeah. this point. I, we never really fucking know who Anton Chigurh is, but like, we've seen him like kill the fucking guard, we see him kill this dude out on the road, and then he's at this gas station, you're like, this poor fucking old man has no idea what's coming running this counter, and he plays the whole fucking quarter game with him. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that, he's just like, call it. And he's like, well, yeah. I don't know what I'm playing so for. You- <laughs> I said call it. And it's just like, it, it's, it's, we're starting to establish Anton's rules. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, yeah. but we don't, we don't fucking know what game he's playing. We don't know jack shit about this fucking dude. We're just like, scared for this old fucking guy who's very confused and doesn't know what's going yeah. on and it's very tense the way he's just his hands are just slowly moving and the, he never like he I don't think he fucking blinks yeah. in this movie it seems <laughs> like he doesn't blink at all with his stupid fucking haircut the whole yeah. goddamn time and you're just like as you know we watched the way we watched him murder the fucking cop and like the look in his eyes there's something more eerie about him just being stone faced in this fucking convenience store buying a fucking honey bun or whatever and he leaves he goes don't put that in your pocket don't put that that's that's a special 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 (laughs) so you're telling me you married and uses fucking friendo (laughs) i say friendo now all the time because of that scene friendo it's so good does do you think he kills llewellyn moss's uh, wife at the end. Yes, he does. I think okay. he does. He, because he looks comes at out, the shoes, right? He comes he out because like shoes. every time he kills yeah. someone, like the shower curtain, he pulls it back. Yeah, and yeah. Blood on him. He puts his feet up after he kills Woody Harrelson. That's how I read that as well. Yeah. But like when he comes out, he like looks at his feet, and he says before he kills her, he says something like, uh, "I made a promise that I have to keep." And he told Llewellyn in the beginning of the movie, he's like, "If you don't give me that money now, I'm yep. gonna kill your wife." Yeah. Yeah. He never gave him the money. He had to go well, take it, so he fucking killed his wife. He was keeping his promise. Right. He's he's like, I'll, 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 we can put it up to a coin flip. Yeah. If you don't want to play... Yeah, and she didn't want to play. If you don't yeah. want to play, then I made a promise. Dude, <laughs> you know, I love like, Llewellyn Moss's Dance with the Devil, too, though. On the phone, oh, he tells man, him. Yeah. He goes... He goes... You don't gotta look for me, man. Yeah, I'm gonna look for you. I'm gonna make a special project out of hunting <laughs> your fucking ass. I'm like, dude, man! You just told that to a stone-cold killer, man. Yeah. I love Llewellyn Moss, man. Dude, I, I do, too. It, it is... I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, you would you would love to see... Actually, see Llewellyn Moss versus Anton Chigurh. Oh, we and do. How, and how, well, you you do, but yeah. like, but how you would? He makes lo- the boogeyman bleed, baby. Yeah, dude, I love it. it yeah. All right. So, um, did you give yours? I haven't. Yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's, uh, uh, what's yours? my bet? So, man, I love. I know you said you don't you don't necessarily need it. The the final scene of of No mm-hmm. Country. Okay. Where Ed, Ed Tom or whatever is talking to his wife about his dreams. And he's retired now, mm-hmm. and he talks about, like, you know, his dad was there, and he's older now than his dad ever was, and so he's mm-hmm. the... I think I about... Know, I actually know. think about that a lot, you uh-huh. know, because I'm getting older, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, people that I've known, like, 
it's like yeah in my dreams i see them but i'm i'm the old guy now and it's yeah, weird yeah. like uh but just th- this story of this dream about how like you know and his dad went on up ahead into this darkness and made a fire and and he somehow he knew that like he'd be waiting for him out there you mm-hmm. know what i mean and that's just I fucking yeah. love it. And don't that, get me dude. wrong, like, I don't I hate love it. That. I don't hate it. One take. Tommy Lee really? Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones is Tommy Lee Jones. One take. Well, yeah. Have you you've heard of uh, another great movie that he's in? Tommy Lee Jones It's called the Man Without Natural Born Killers. No, the the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the the three burials of um, Milky Anus. Milky Anus. No. Milky Anus Empanadas. No Milky Anus Empanadas. Is he? I truthfully know nothing about. Yeah, that movie. go go listen to the last episode, guys, and you'll you'll no, get uh, that don't. joke. <laughs> Just just type in Milky Anus Empanadas. Let's see what comes Milky up on Google. Anus. I want that on a shirt now. <laughs> Milky Anus Empanadas. Do you see Doug Prime made a? Uh, I fucking, did. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. All right. So uh, uh, what's uh, Matt got to say? Best scene. He said uh, Llewellyn evading Anton by switching rooms at the hotel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still getting it. The the boy. editing provides high tension. The most mostly wordless acting strongly conveys the character's feelings. Roger Deakins' de- dimly lit cinematography throws in a healthy dose of fear, and the spare sounds emphasize the importance of each. This is how you craft a scene. Okay. And then again, I piggybacked off Kyle. You know, right. tell him you're a, a false prophet, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> tell him, tell him you're a false prophet. I drank your milk. So I that scene. Yeah. All right, that takes us to uh, defining moment, attribute, or MVP. Man, uh. I'm just, it's just Javier Bardem. It just in general for me. Um, a guy, yeah, just a guy who came in, didn't really speak the language, uh, you know, learned English for this part. It was called the most psychopathic performance in the history of cinema by psychologists. <laughs> Assassins saying, like, yeah, this guy seems like he's done his research by going around and fucking killing people for real. Um, th- Javier Bardem just fucking kills it he looks ridiculous <laughs> and a true mvp has to walk around looking like a fucking weird little dorothy hamill haircutted bitch uh in texas you know not speaking the language uh man it, yeah this catapulted him um as much as like he was doing you know films in spain and shit mm-hmm. that were like getting critical acclaim and stuff but like this this put him in the public eye and he fucking crushes it it's it's Maybe maybe my, one of my favorite performances in film history mm. is his. So. Yeah, I think so. For me, man, because I, I don't know, I feel like we, you know Daniel Day Lewis fucking crushes it. You know, like yeah, you know Javier Bardem fucking crushes it. Like I just re- I really am impressed with uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I like because I don't know him from a lot of like serious. You know what I mean? Like I I know Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I. When I think of Tommy Lee Jones, I actually think of like fucking Batman Men in Black, Black and Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like you know, I, yeah, certainly I've seen him in a million things, but yeah. like, but see, there's just something every time he talks, he just has this wise quality about it. Like I could just listen to fucking Ed Tom talk. Yeah, just just tell me about being a sheriff, dude. Man. You should you know hear I mean? him in like, uh, you know Milky Anus and Panadas. Dude. Oh, is he it fucking, is it just as good? Yeah, yeah. he's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't wait. Yeah, so are you doing, are you doing like MVP then, or like yeah, he's, you, my, he's MVP. MVP because yeah, okay. he, he's honestly what I think of. Like, like he he's the he's the one that really like surprises me. The other the other guys, like I, yeah, I everybody knows they're fucking great. You know what I mean? Okay. But Tommy Lee Jones is the one that 
always catches me off guard whenever I watch this. Like, man, he's really fucking good in this. Okay. Man. I'm going to say something similar to you, Kyle, but I'm going the other side. Yeah. And I'm going, there will be blood. And it's, yeah. I'm going, dude, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. You know, I tied best character. I love both these characters. Um, gun to my dick, dude. Best actor. MVP of this marathon is Daniel Day-Lewis. And I think a lot of people would, you know, especially film bust would say that Daniel Day-Lewis is, you know, one of the, this generation's best actors. Yeah, one no of the best shit. actors right. of yeah, all like, time. Yeah. He, he's in a movie. He's nominated for best actor. Yeah, and I've heard shit. that, you know, multiple times. I've seen all of his movies. <laughs> and, yeah, I've always liked him. But, man, I've watched There Will Be Blood twice, um, you know, within the span of two weeks. And walking away this time, I'm just like, oh, my God. Mm. Like, this dude might be the Michael Jordan of acting. And there's mm. been so many. There's a pantheon of fantastic performers out there. But there is something about Daniel Day-Lewis where he just nails it. Like, I started watching. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Lincoln. But I, I love his performance as Lincoln. Not a big fan of the movie. But he's completely different as Lincoln uh, than he is in, in There Will Be Blood. So I don't know. I, gun to my dick. Yeah. I'm going uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, MVP of this marathon for and best acting. saying what I was like, he basically, Daniel Plainview was basically all him. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. The arc of the character was Paul Thomas Anderson, but like everything about the character is 100% Daniel Day-Lewis just doing whatever the fuck you want. Master class, man. Yeah. Ooh, so good. What does uh, Matt have to say? Defining moment, uh, he said, No Country, the character acting by Gene Jones, Kathy Lampkin, and other proprietors of small-town establishments. Uh, while the lead and major characters all draw the primary focus, these actors ground the story. The, uh... Is she the lady the, at the... the, the, the yeah, the, the people the in bigger the stores. Lady. And the, yeah. Yeah, yes. Okay. She's yes. hilarious. She's yeah. great. Where he's like, he's coming in, he's like trying to threaten her, and she's like, uh, no, you fucking ain't. Yeah. Like, he ain't here. We Go. can't give out no personal information. <laughs> what are you not understanding about what I'm saying? He doesn't even kill her. No, no I know. He like begrudgingly scared of her. her. Yeah, like he's like, all right, bitch. Dude, I, um,. I had another runner-up I wanted to bring up, because for the longest time I wasn't going to go with Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to just real quick, because I don't know if it'll be brought up again tonight, but another one of my favorite scenes is No Country for Old Men, and it was going to be a defining moment, is where uh, Llewellyn Moss, you know, makes the boogeyman bleed. Mm -hmm. And that's such a great scene where, you know, he knows that Anton's on his ass, and, mm. you know, he's sitting in the hotel room, he's looking underneath the door, and he, he sees the shadow, he's got his, you don't know who's going to shoot first, and then he goes throughout, you know, out the window, you know, comes back into the hotel, and they're just kind of, you know, cat and mouse in it, and then it ends up with, you know, Llewellyn Moss getting that shot on him and, and making him bleed, and it's like, yeah. dude... You fucking, you did it, bro. You're like, right. you did it, man. It's so <laughs> awesome. I love that scene. And just everything about that scene is perfection. It's tense. It's 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 awesome. So that was going to be um, one of my defining moments as well. So that takes us to, where are we at now? Best director? Best director. Where are you going? I have a tie, so I'm going to use it. Nice. Um, I can't. I can't. Last tie? I or? can't. Yeah, this is my last tie. I mean, I, I can't. I do I have to explain it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, what it, what these two men did, uh, these three men, three. I guess you could say, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just Paul Thomas Anderson creating this world, uh, putting together from top to bottom the story. They both wrote their scripts uh, and, and directed the shit out of them, giving just two fucking giving us two of the greatest movies. I just fucking period. Yeah, you know? I. 
That's all. I, that's all I can say. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to put out there. Other than yeah, I would have tied fucking, this as well. Yeah. I don't have the tie points because I'm using my tie yeah. at the end. Yeah. So I also would have tied it. I can't tie it. I'm gonna say Joel and Ethan Cohen because I think that they just have a tighter. Like I said, like showing that restraint mm-hmm. with the music, with not showing the death, with like just yeah. I I just I would have to I would have to edge it out for them. But like, there's not a wrong answer. You know, yeah, Brad. dude. I don't think I've ever done a podcast where I could let anyone just walk into the room mm-hmm. and just pick a movie from any category, and I'd be like, okay, okay, yep. Yeah, you have a dartboard with both movies on, yeah. and you just throw it whatever lands up. All right, that's yeah. What I'm there's no wrong answer here. <laughs> um, I wish I could tie. Don't have any more ties, and it sucks because both of these guys, all three of these guys, are on top yeah. of their games. I think both of these movies are the best movies from these directors. And I'm a huge Big Lebowski fan. You know, I'm a big Fargo fan, Boogie Nights. But I think these two movies, man, they're just, they're amazing. Gun to my dick, there'll be blood. I could easily go with No Country, but something deep in my soul says there'll be blood. And I don't know if it's because it's a period piece. And I think those are just maybe harder to do. Maybe because it has, you know, uh, bigger set pieces. I, I don't know, but... This was hard. I'm going Paul Thomas Anderson for There Will Be Blood. What's Matt have to say? Best director, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Uh, the film is uniformly great because the Coens are masters at directing any type of scene. A shootout, an interrogation, a casual conversation, you name it. They bring the best out of their actors so each character can make a strong impression. Right on. That take us to Wild Card? Wild, Wild Card, card bitches. Where are we going? Uh, this, this word has been tossed around a few times tonight, and my category is best underrated horror film for There Will Be Blood. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, because it is a fucking horror film. Like, it is, it, it, from beginning to end, you were following the the scent of madness, a man, you know, breaking bad, if you will, and, like, leading, culminating in that fucking murder at the end is just one of the just fucking most vicious endings uh, to a movie. Just, it's fucking it's it's a scary ass fucking movie honestly and like the music plays into it uh the the darkness especially like at the beginning like he's just completely in shadow and like i think he kills three people in this movie doesn't he He kills eli at the end he kills that guy his brother brother. we don't see it but i think it happens off screen i think he shows up in the middle of the night and strangles that guy or whatever because remember he tells that guy's gonna you know, come to his house and strangle him while he sleeps. Oh, so what, yep. I forget what he tells him. I, I bet that happened. Yeah. Off mm-hmm. screen, but I bet that shit happens at some point. <laughs> he basically killed the boy. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, and there's all the people that fucking died in the wake of his unsafe yeah. work practices, you know? Right. Mm. Fuck. Uh, I also in There Will Be Blood, I, I, I have the excellent use of a child actor award, mm. uh, which is... He's don't deaf. fucking talk. <laughs> like, I fucking don't... I, in Generally speaking, I do um, not like child actors in movies. I think they... like. And if you're going to have a child actor playing in the same scene as Daniel Day fucking Lewis, <laughs> just don't even don't fucking even talk. talk. <laughs> just don't talk. You're just going to stand there. Yeah. He's going to play off of you. Just mm-hmm. let him do his thing. You know what I mean? I wonder if that kid's and, still an actor. I don't know. I, I don't know if he ever was. <laughs> He went deaf. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I'd be curious if he did anything, especially working with Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. If your first movie, or yeah. potentially your first movie, fuck. I just think that's, yeah, no, I thought about that a lot. I Because re- I really don't like a lot of child actors in movies. It, it draws you out of it because they're like noticeably not as good yeah. as everyone, mm-hmm. which is fine. You, obviously, they're kids. But like, if you're gonna have like a, a movie with like fucking Paul Dano and like Daniel Day Lewis, and you're, and you're the, it's the, 
you know what it's like um uh fucking what's what's that other fuck uh what the fuck is it called dude it's also it's also got daniel day lewis in it uh the, the fucking uh, Scorsese. Gangs, Gangs, okay, Gangs dude, in, I love Gangs in New York. I like I it too, but fucking uh, uh, who's the girl? Why can't I think? Uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz is fucking terrible. Yeah, she is. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, she she's is. Ter- not that I'm saying she's like a child actor, yeah. but like, but when you put Cameron Diaz next to Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and Daniel Day Lewis and she's Neeson, not, and, and Liam and, and, and John just, C. Riley, it really sticks out, and yeah. it's like, dude, come on, like. So yeah, I think the, the the child actor in this is great because like they just don't like they just don't say shit. Just yeah. only thing they ever did was there will be blood. No, no shit. shit, huh? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Paul Thomas Anderson probably just thinks he sucks too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm calling this uh, my wild card, the Llewellyn Moss Award. There's been a lot of talk oh, tonight about God, Daniel yeah. Plainview and Anton Chigurh, but dude. Llewellyn Moss is so smart yep. and chime in with your favorite scene here where he does something intelligent. But the one that sticks out to me is where he's tracking the cartel guy and the guy's underneath the tree and he just takes like mm-hmm. 10 minutes and he wa- he looks at his watch mm-hmm. and he looks up at the tree, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming he's just seeing if this guy's going to move so he can approach and then take the money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a, a, you know, show me that he's smart. Don't tell me that he's right. smart. And there's multiple times in this movie where he does something like that, where he switches rooms, you know, at the hotel. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he sees that someone might be in the hotel. So he switches rooms. He takes the briefcase or the duffel bag and sticks it, 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 hides it in the ventilation shaft. How he uh, gets across um, into Mexico, Mm -hmm. Uh you know, how he gets uh, over there. Um, There's just so many things that he does that he's just intelligent. He's a man's man, you know, like... And he makes the boogeyman bleed. You yeah. know, he he gets one on Anton. And yeah. I just think Llewellyn Moss is, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys can think of that shows his intelligence in this movie? I really like, there are multiple times in the movie where he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's just like, nah. <laughs> you know You're what I mean? Right. He's, th- he's thinking about something, nah. Like, he's like, there's no way. I think it, uh, the one I'm thinking of is where he wakes up in the hotel and he's thinking about, there's no fucking way he found me. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no fucking way he found me by accident. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a fucking tracker. There's yeah. got there's got to be fucking some shit. There's just no fucking way. Dude. Yeah. Like, just li- like I love Shud that where he's like he's he knows that they're smarter than I love that that what is that thing where it's like we're not gonna we're not gonna hide like at what point would you stop looking for your ten million dollars? You yeah. know what I mean or whatever it is like you it's never gonna stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like we're fucked. So. Yeah. Go to your mom's, <laughs> shut yeah. the fuck up, and I'll deal with it. Yeah. Like yeah. I love Luella Moss. I think yeah. he's such an interesting protagonist. So um, I'm going to give him an, an award. So what does Matt have to say? Wild card, uh, there will be blood best on-screen enemies for Daniel Plainview and Eli Sunday. I, I especially appreciate the two key scenes in the film. Uh, in the first scene, Eli forces Daniel to confess this. He's in it. So yeah, he goes, th- the same thing we said. He like makes him confess his sins, and then later on, okay. the, the roles are reversed. Gotcha. All right, that takes us to what the fuck? <laughs> uh, do we have any runner-ups for There Will Be Blood? Um, I don't. I don't really have anything for There Will Be I don't, Blood. I don't. Uh, Matt does. Actually, well, ki- kind of. It, it's it's kind of a mix of both, because these movies filmed at the same time in the same town in Texas. Yeah. Which is yeah. even crazier. Uh, but because Paul Thomas Anderson was like. 
doing tests on like explosions and shit. So much smoke went into the scene that they were filming for No Country. They had to shut, shut down, down for a day. Oh no, shit! <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> they had to shut down because like his movie was like testing like an oil rig explosion, and there was just so much fucking smoke they couldn't film anymore. <laughs> so awesome. I guess that would be the what the fuck for that. Yeah. Yeah, I personally don't have any, so uh, I don't either. Uh, Matt says for there will be blood. As memorable and mesmerizing as it is, the final fight scene is still quite ridiculous. As is <laughs> as is Daniel's milkshake dialogue. No, oh, fuck and, it, and how the hell did Paul Dano not receive an Oscar nomination for playing Eli Sunday? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's... Dude, you know what my argument is there? It's like, sure, go write that scene a different way. Mm-hmm. Show me how boring you can write that scene. Like, you know, I, I bet there's a hundred people that could write that scene and it would just come out so fucking vanilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is unique. This stands out. Yeah. Uh, what about No Country? Runners up for No Country? Uh, I got... So, um, on the set of Grindhouse, Josh Brolin was there. And the, uh, Robert Rodriguez gave him a copy of the book that for No Country for Old Men. And he read it while he was there. And immediately fell in love with it. And then found out, oh shit, they're, they're making this into a movie right now. And Tarantino was like, oh, you would be great. He wanted to play Anton Chigurh. But he's like, I don't know if I quite fit Who that. Who did Tarantino? Uh, no, uh, Josh Brolin. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But Tarantino and Rodriguez were there because they were filming like, Grindhouse. How bad, how bad would that And suck? he's like, And so he was talking to him. He's like, you know, is there any way you can like help me out with this? He's like, we'll film your audition tape for you. Uh-huh. So his audition tape is filmed by Quentin Tarantino and Robert oh, wow, Rodriguez. Oh, shit. And he got cast as Llewellyn Moss because the Coens were like, this is the highest budget like looking audition tape we've ever received like the lighting is beautiful damn. like so he got it because tarantino and robert rodriguez shot his audition tape damn i thought you were saying tarantino was gonna play anton no, i was like how was, shitty oh, would that be how shitty would that be oh fuck. i'm anton no fuck dude uh yeah and, and my other runner-up is that like we have three main characters in this uh. movie they don't share a scene together at any point. Oh, in, wow. in the, like they're not actually like on screen together right. having conversations with each other. That's like cool. you know, uh Tom walks up on Llewellyn dead, like Anton and, right. and Llewellyn have a shootout, but they don't really converse other than over okay. on the phone, but they're not in the same like scene hmm. together, really. I do have one. Do you have one, Nate? A runner up? I don't, but Matt does. Okay. Uh my runner up would be um you know the tracker? Mm-hmm. If you guys had the money and I just had that tracker, and I had to find my money based on it, I would never fucking find you guys. I know it gets faster, but dude, that's a piece of shit tracker. That's like the most ancient piece of shit tracker. I don't think I could find you guys. Like, I'd be in a, I'd be going in, like, I, I don't think I could find you. Range. It's very yeah, short like, range. You would yeah. be like, beep, 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 beep. And then you have to back up. I'd keep yeah. going past the room. I'd be in the fucking, I'd be in a restaurant, and I should be at the hotel. Right. I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to find anybody with that fucking tracker. I... Probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Matt has uh, no country. What the hell kind of experience does Anton have to be as good at snipe, to be just as good at sniping as he is at close combat? It's true. We have no idea like what his, yeah. who he is really. Like yeah. um, Anton's haircut is still pretty ridiculous upon multiple viewings. Uh, why doesn't Roger Deakins have multiple cinematography Oscars by now? It boggles my mind. Does it? Yeah. No shit. Roger Deakins didn't get an Oscar. Is, is that what he said for for No Country for cinematography? That's what he says. I huh. try, I, I assume Matt did his homework. Either. Yeah, that might be mine <laughs> when it comes down to it, but we'll see. Because I I really don't have a major one uh, when we get to you know number one. 
All right. No more runner-ups then? No. Nope. Okay. What's your number one what the fuck, Kyle? Uh, so mine is that uh, Paul Dano was cast to play Paul Sunday. And we see Paul Sunday in the film. He's the one who comes and is like, hey, come to, come out to my family's farm and like buy it. I promise we have oil there. And then we see him as Eli Sunday yeah. later. He was not cast as Eli Sunday. There was a completely different actor cast as Eli Sunday. But they liked him so much playing Paul Sunday mm-hmm. that they fucking threw the other actor out and just had him <laughs> play Eli Sunday twin? and didn't reshoot the, the scene. They just made him a twin. Huh. Huh. <laughs> well, so do you, do you think he is a twin or do you think it's, you know, he's fucking crazy? And then that's and that's a thing that gets like, it's like, was he doing it to deceive, you know, just to get people, yeah. get him out there? Because maybe his name is known as this little pastor kid or whatever, like. So yeah, there. But like he was, he was not cast to play Eli. They just liked him so fucking much in hmm. that scene as Paul that they cast him as Eli. And Good choice. The other fucking Good choice. Out, yeah. You know? All right. What's your number one? My, mine's also a Paul Dano. I've not seen Paul Dano in a lot of movies, um, and I like everything that I've seen him in. I just he's always fucking shouting. Why is he always? Sh- <laughs> How does this dude get away with just screaming and um, shouting all of his lines? This is his movie? best shouting performance. <laughs> is it? it might be. I I ended up because I was like, man, he really does a lot. And I typed in I typed in a Paul Dano shouting, and it came up with a compilation on YouTube that's like five and a half minutes long. I'm <laughs> oh, just hilarious. like every scene where he's just bleh, fucking screaming <laughs> and shit. And I'm have to look that up now. And like, yeah, I, I, I like him just fine, but uh-huh. like it, it's like, you know, Hollywood's like, hey man, we need just a dude to look like a fucking creeper and to fucking <laughs> shout all of his lines. And Paul Dano's like, I'm on my way. Gotcha. Like, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that would be mine. Just like, yeah, I, how is how do you get typecast as the creepy guy that shouts everything? Yeah. Right? So this was going to be a runner-up. Correct me if I'm wrong, okay, because I might be. No Country for Old Men. Anton, when he goes to the trailer, he pours a glass of milk, right? Is it is that his? Is, is he drinking that milk? Yeah, he drinks the milk. Yeah, he, he drinks it. Okay, okay. I thought so. I, I just wanted to make sure that's how I, I saw the scene. Yeah. So he drinks the milk, right? And then he he leaves it because he he looks at his you know image in the TV and he's you know sipping on some milk, and then he leaves, right? No problem there. But then Tommy Lee Jones's character comes in, right? And he sees the milk and he takes a sip out of that milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, look at my wife. Like, that's fucking nasty. Like. I don't drink after anybody, you know? Yeah. Like, that's just gross. And if you think it's the killer especially, like, I don't know. Especially, I'm not going to drink after you guys, but I'm definitely not going to drink after a fucking killer. Jesus Christ, it's just gross. It's yeah. like, you can you can just look at the glass of milk and be like, yeah, he was here, and I'm looking at the TV, and right. you know, we, we just missed him, but you don't got to fucking take a sip of the milk. Yeah, pick up the glass. You can feel if it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird, dude. Anyways, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what I mean, the fuck, man? Uh, Matt has because this neither gives nor takes a point. I'd like to point out that both No Country and There Will Be Blood are co-productions between co-productions between Paramount and Miramax, uh, and both received Oscar nominations for Best Picture. Yes, they're both produced by different producers, but why would the studios campaign both films knowing one had to lose? Or did the Academy nominate both films despite that? It just and it would just, bleh, and it should just be a sign of how fortunate the two studios were that year. So I guess just hard yeah. choosing a front, uh, yeah. right? Not picking a front. Well, well Matt, you you had your bets, you, right? Yeah. You put both up, and and then one of them has a chance. Yeah, one of them. I guess yeah, that right. does suck though, because it does split the academy right. votes. 
instead of yeah. instead of all the academy votes going for one, now you just split yeah. them and they're going for two now. Yeah. Right. All right, that but, takes us to the big yeah, one, yeah. right? Is it we yeah. have best picture? We are. By the way, guys, happy 4th of July. It's happy 4th, right. of 4th of July, happy 4th of July. I think they're done with the fireworks outside yeah. now, so that's good. All right. The big explosive category here. <laughs> Best picture, Kyle. Yeah, uh, no country for old men. Uh, yeah, I'm saying it now. Um, it is the one that I could probably watch more, I think. And that's that's usually what comes down to Best Picture for me is like, I could po- I gotta pop it in and watch it right now. That's the one I would choose. Uh, I think th- there's something so unique about both of these fucking movies, um, but I'm getting I, I I'm getting s- a more well rounded maybe I don't even I don't re- I don't even know how to explain yeah. what I'm explain like. It's fucking, you know, King Midas, choose between your, your babies, or King Solomon, choose your fucking, like, baby shit. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, so no country? I'm, go, I'm, go, <laughs> I'm going no country, and my reason is because I can. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll edit all the King Solomon bullshit out, and I'll just keep no country. <laughs> just don't cut my baby in half, that's all I want. Yeah, no country. Cause, no country, cause, all right. Because fuck you, listeners, that's <laughs> They're like, King Saul, what the fuck? <laughs> my King Myers? <laughs> this, so this was fucking hard, man. This is my other tie. Um, I think... Yeah. I, I actually think that uh, No Country is is essentially a perfect movie. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, like I, I just... It's one... It, it won before. It, before Pantheon. We had Pantheon kick-ups and stuff. I think it's one of those movies that you think about. It's like, how the fuck did is it win? Not... Did it win the Didn't Coen it? Brothers? I did. I think it did. Yeah, I don't do it. I did. Hmm. And it, like, was, it was before we did kick ups. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And it's you know it's up against it's up against honestly as close of a movie as it could be. You know what I mean? It's like the same production studios or whatever, the same location, same year, same everything. Like, and it still edge it edges it out for me uh, by a couple of points. And I just think that, like, yeah, like, it's, yeah, I think it's fucking Pantheon. <laughs> um, having said that, There Will Be Blood is really fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, again, like, I've only seen it the one time. I haven't had years and years to sit with the movie and think yeah. about it the way that I have with uh, No Country. So, like, yeah, I'm, I am prepared to say it's also but It's best picture for different reasons. You yeah. know what I mean? I do agree with you. If I had a gun to my head... Mm-hmm. Like, the one that's more watchable is No Country, I mm. think. Uh, but like, but like, like, like you said, Brad, like this is kind of a film school thing. Like, you gotta see this. Yeah. You're, like you have to, you have to be familiar. I with think this if you're movie, making a movie like, tomorrow, you can learn a lot off both these movies oh from God. performances. Yeah. I mean, everything across the board. And that's why I'm going with a tie. Yeah. Um, it's my last tie of the night. I think both these movies are masterpieces, uh, and I'll. I'll say it as well. They're, it's they're, it's Pantheon. Both these movies are Pantheon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is about as close to a perfect versus, um, you know, as I think you can get. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Everything from directing, writing, performances, music, lack of music, you know, mm-hmm. um, iconic characters, cinematography, directing. I mean, 
I yeah, I could I could go through all of my awards and flip it to the other movie and have, a, and have a very yeah. reasonable explanation yeah. for why. All right, I'm going with a tie. What did Matt say? Matt said no country. He said for all the reasons above, no offense intended, but I don't feel that I need to explain myself. <laughs> all right, <laughs> be a dick about it, Matt. Jeez, Jeez you don't even here, and you're kind of like I at least give, give some King Solomon bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't sugarcoat it. He's like, fuck you all, I'm out. All right. Any other comments before we take a break? This 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 was a fucking Rocky versus Apollo Creed. Like oh, <laughs> this man. is some heavy shit. Was it not Isaac that has to give up his firstborn son? Is it Solomon? I've read the Bible for a long time. It was, it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> deciding between the baby. He's gonna cut the baby in half. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> sure, somebody. Okay, anyway. Railroad yeah. track. No, I got nothing else to say. Thing? I don't know. Yeah, just like Noah, man, this ship is sailed, dude. <laughs> we still doing Bible stuff? No. <laughs> yes. All right, let's take a break. We will count the golden idols, and we will be right back with the results. We are back, but before we crown tonight's golden idol winner, Nathan, let's talk about the Facebook poll. The Facebook poll, we mentioned it earlier, really, really close. Uh, we've done a lot of these polls, and they're not usually there. It's still within three points. I just retabulated everything. The votes have changed a little bit, but they're still they're still within three points, right? So in second place, with 169 votes, nice, uh, 48% of the votes was uh, No Country for Old Men. Okay. Which means There Will Be Blood edged it out 51% with 176 votes. Wow. Um, got some quotes from Video Landers. Uh, Brandon Folk said, No Country for Old Men is hands down one of the best films ever made. Uh, Zach Caruso said, There Will Be Blood is overrated in my opinion. The, vi- the pacing is very sloppy. No Country is airtight. Uh, on the other side, uh, April April McBoom said There Will Be Blood is the superior film. And then Joshua McLaughlin said, I used to be the, I used to be for No Country exclusively, but after rewatching them both recently, I've converted to Team There Will Be Blood. Nice, nice. All right, Kyle, do you have our awards counted? I do. What do you got? Um, it, it, in the podcast, it sounded a little bit closer. Uh, but one film, you know, kind of ran away a little bit towards the end. Did it? Wow. It did. Uh, with 22, uh, it is There Will Be Blood, and with 29 is No Country okay. for Really? Men. Okay, wow. That's okay. kind of how I figured it. So three, it three of us had No Country, uh, edging out There Will Be Blood, and Brad was the only one that had There Will Be Blood with more points. Okay. Yeah, not by much, though. Yeah, I think my, my points were seven and six. Yeah, our points yeah. Were, were backwards. Really? So you, okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. And then you and Matt had... Two or three extra points for yeah. It uh, was no eight and five and eight and four, I think, for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, it's time for the big question: Does No Country for Old Men deserve Pantheon? Nathan, what is Pantheon? Pantheon is the House of the God. It's it's House of the Gods. It's where we put all of our our best movies, movies that are unique, movies that are must see, mo- movies that fire on all cylinders. Right, like it's the special shelf where you put all the special movies. Uh, does it belong in that category? Okay, and we also have a thing called backdoor rules. Um, Kyle, can you explain the, how the backdoor works? Uh, it's when your mom is... Uh, oh, sorry. King <laughs> Solomon. Sorry, the other backdoor. Um, so through uh, verses and our marathons, 
if a film wins its uh, respective categories and comes away with the most golden idols, if everyone who participated in the episode says yes, then it gets kicked up to the council for a vote. Uh, sometimes we'll all say yes, but we all won't vote yes when it comes to that time. But, you know, who knows? Who wants to start this off? Do you want, we want to go with Matt? We got, we got Matt's paper if you okay, want to let's, read let's, start, Matt. let's start with Matt. What does he say about No Country for Old Men making Pantheon status? Would he kick it up? He says, yes. All aspects of the film are operating at Pantheon level. It is, uh, and it is unique within its genre because of uh, how the Coens use their distinct style to elevate a rather simple heist story. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I would have said yes to either of these movies. So, I mean, it's and New Country barely edged out for me, so it's a yes for me. Yeah, same here. Both of these movies are perfect. Um, I would say yes to both. Um, no I Country would, for Old Men, hell yeah. I would have said yes to both, and also Matt would have said yes. He said, for There Will Be Blood, he said, not an enthusiastic yes, but I'm giving it a kick up based on the strengths of the screenplay and performances. So every, every one of us would have said yes mm-hmm. to either one. All right, so we agree. It's getting kicked up. This is yeah. the first kick up in a year. Yeah. It is. I and yeah. there's four members of the council who are saying yes, pretty enthusiastically. Yeah, right now. So I have to imagine. I mean, I don't know. It needs wood. one more. It needs like one vote or something. Left. Like it's probably a fucking. Gay. It's probably. Yeah. You know, a Adam's a yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Adam's never said no to anything. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap, man. No country's getting kicked up yep. uh, to Pantheon. I might have to nominate There Will Be Blood next year, dude. I, it, honestly, <laughs> yeah. like, no country has been on my list to nominate since I yeah, fucking yeah, joined absolutely. Pantheon, yeah. and I just, I just never have because it's one of those movies like it's too obvious yep. for me. Like, yeah, and yeah. I was like, it's gonna get in. Someone's gonna nominate it, or we're gonna do an episode about it, and it'll right. get in. I don't want to waste my pick on it. Well, but I think I, I getting, think it's safe yeah. to say it's it's. It's more than halfway there, yes. so it's yep. it'll be in Pantheon probably within three weeks. So, all right, any other comments, Kyle? Fucking, uh, if you've never seen either of these movies, uh, watch them both. I, it's been a while since we've done a versus or a marathon <laughs> where I'm like, yes, watch everything yeah. that we just watched. Do you think yeah. Zodiac? If I would have put Zodiac in here, do you think it would have? You know, I've never watched Zodiac. I've never okay. seen it. I'm so, again, know. I'm familiar with it, but I don't. I've never seen it. I don't think it would have done much, honestly. That's why I decided not to. I'm glad you didn't. Not because I don't... I mean, again, I know nothing yeah. about it. This, this was just a tight, this was just yeah, tight, tight conversation. Yeah. yeah. Any other comments, Nathan? No. I love that. I, in fact, I want... I. It's rare, again, that we finish, and I want to go back and watch it again. But I do... I want to watch There Will Be Blood again. Yep. You know what I mean? Just because I want to see it again. All right, let's close this mother down. As always, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Kyle, where can Videoland find you? Uh, you can find me on socials of Movie Script Life uh, on the Facebook as Kyle Brown, yelling and getting in fights with Al Patrickson. <laughs> <laughs> about you nate uh same thing uh you can find me on facebook uh nathan ryan planning uh you see me on av i post uh memes about submarines and shit uh what about you brad what about about drink your milkshake (laughs) drink drink your milkshake.com not drink your milkshake (laughs) all right you can find me on facebook as brad mcboom you can also find me on instagram the website you've been listening to criticism in its finest hour until next time my good people peace out I'm Roderick James, bitch.